All right. We are back with another volume of the MFA podcast. Um, firstly, I just want to say before we jump into our main topic and pretty much our only topic for today, <laughs> um, <laughs> our um, announcement that we made a while ago um, is in full effect. So throughout the month of April, uh, you are entirely welcome to join MFA completely free for this month and current patrons uh, will be refunded for this month. So this is just an amazing way. And we felt like we're in an opportunity or in a position and have an opportunity rather uh, to give back to this amazing community, um, have folks uh, see what we're all about, join us, um, have a, a really great outlet uh, to socialize and, and follow along with, with uh, well, our topic for today, Icoria, but for, <laughs> for everything else as well. Um, joining me this week, as always, uh, Morgan Wentworth. How, how's it going, Morgan? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm I'm so excited. I wasn't yesterday, but I am today. You know, that's exactly how I felt, too. I think Icoria has all the makings to be not only just a really fun and interesting set, um, one of the most unique sets that I've seen in a, in a long time. Um, and just with everything going on, this is just kind of like the perfect storm uh, for everyone to be just super hyped, super invested. Um, and I, I just I think Icoria is delivering on a lot of fronts. So uh, if you haven't guessed what our topic is today, <laughs> um, it is entirely based around uh, Icoria, Lair of Behemoths. Uh, we had a ton of stuff previewed and I think it's I think we're receiving like this condensed preview season so we're just getting all of it laid out on the table in front of us um and we have already received a lot of stuff so we want to just jump right in to icoria um i've been discussing uh with many of the patrons in the discord uh so far but we'd love to hear your thoughts on it so far morgan um like you said you were not so excited but now you're super excited and i we'd love to know why so the first card that i saw from Ikoria was Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I was kind of like, uh-oh, here it is. Magic has jumped the shark. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon, but it did. And then uh, all of the like details about the like kaiju treatment of the cards came out, and I got like deeper into the new mechanics and how cool those are, and the alternate art cards are just Chef's kiss, love it. Um, there's only one miss, I think, in this entire set, and I'm sure we're going to talk about them very soon. Uh, my main miss is Jet Jaguar. I so okay. <laughs> little history lesson. I've been I've been watching. Uh, I mean, I'm not like a huge Godzilla or kaiju movie buff, but um, I've been watching these movies pretty much since I can remember. Um, and I think no Jet Jaguar for anyone who knows um, who, what character that is uh, will probably <laughs> agree. Uh, it's a fan favorite character from the the original <laughs> movies from Japan. Uh, it was a I would I would like to describe Jet Jaguar as a lovable robot, and <laughs> it's a it's a shame that Jet Jaguar did not make it uh, any kind of cameos. In, in Ikoria. Uh, now we haven't you know, had. Uh, I, I, actually, I think we have seen all the Godzilla alternate art 
card. So uh, I'm confident in saying that I have not missed it. There's always Ikoria too, which I'm sure will come around in the next five years or so. I would. I'm already <laughs> accepting of Ikoria too. I'm. I'm actually can't <laughs> wait to see Ikoria return. Um, hopefully that'll actually be sooner rather than later because. I have to say, Morgan, uh, I get hyped for pretty much every set because I love magic, but this has to be, um, and, and not counting like the Godzilla stuff I'll talk about in a second, but this has to be one of the most unique sets I've pretty much ever seen. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And we were talking about how like um, this set, I think, is going to be interesting. It, it, a lot of people have been talking about how it appears to be built for online play, which makes sense. There's a lot of things to keep track of in the set, but that also makes it a very like dexterity heavy set in terms of like, all right, I'm going to mutate my card and I'm going to put it either above or below this. I, I have all of these counters everywhere and I'm cycling and just, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just a lot. And I think that's really great. It could also be hell for organized play, but we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, we would love to hear a judge's uh, perspective on that because it is going to be interesting. Uh, but we received a lot of the mythics. We received um, so the entire kind of showcase of uh, the Godzilla cards, um, the mm -hmm. kind of the homage to the the studio and the partnership there so let me just very quickly kind of break this down uh there's going to yeah. be three different versions of some specific cards uh there will be an alternate showcase art um that we've been accustomed to in the past couple of sets theros um throne of eldraine um in and akin to like the storybook promo the constellation promos so we will have these kind of graphic art uh, very kind of cartoon-like, uh, heavily drawn um, showcase cards uh, or equivalent to some of these cards. And then we will have uh, a Godzilla-specific um, alternate art as well. So for some of these, we see you know King Ghidorah, we see Mothra, um, King Caesar, Rodan, all all different characters from from a bunch Godzilla. Bunch of flavors of Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla, that. monsters, and... Efren needs to be muted. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Efren trying to jump in, but uh, not right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, not your turn, Efren. Okay. <laughs> we get it. You love Ikoria, too. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of how it's going to be broken down. In addition to that, so let's draw another string. There will yep. be not only the... Uh, so there's showcase a Godzilla alternate art. There is also a Japanese specific alternate art uh, Godzilla uh, promo as well. So four or what? three different alternate arts. Yeah. The I didn't realize the Godzilla flavored ones were. Japanese yeah. So uh, Japanese. Um, there's also like a Japanese specific alternate art as well. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. That's <laughs> yeah lots uh, to, to keep track of we need a mothra sized wall i think yeah we need a mothra sized wall with mothra sized string <laughs> but um yeah so there was i think it's it's safe to talk about them now there were a, a few leaks we didn't address it 
Um, I think that that's kind of what you were talking about when you saw Godzilla, um, mm -hmm. Morgan. And I was kind of like, uh, the, I had the exact same reaction. I was like, oh, no. Godzilla's actually in the set. Like, we're doing this? Uh, I mean, okay. It's kind of <laughs> weird. But um, I'd much rather this. This is an excellent, amazing way to kind of pay homage to this world and kind of everything that it was built around and this partnership. And, and I think this is, was the best way to go about it. And I, and I love the cards. Yeah. I think that it's a great way to kind of emphasize the, it doesn't have to be for everyone type of thing by just coming out with a bunch of different versions, which because they are able to do it in a way that is not, I think removing too much from the experience of the set is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think going about it, this method, just to expand on what you're saying, you can also draw in players and, and, and fans who may not necessarily be fans of that genre or, you know, kaiju movies or Godzilla in general, but can <laughs> now appreciate it you know, where they never had exposure before or never really cared about it before. Um, I know there was, there's definitely a non-zero amount of comments about, hey, like I've never even seen a Godzilla movie, but I'm still really hyped about like the alternate. Yeah. And the alternate art is just so iconic for <laughs> so many of these cards that like you even having never seen a Godzilla movie, I know like half of these cards just out of hand. So. Yeah, I, I don't want to be super biased, even though like I, I do enjoy <laughs> the genre. But OK, even during or after listening to this podcast, if you have not seen the Ghidorah King of the Cosmos alternate art cart, like it is oh, absolutely is so stunning. Cool. It is absolutely it's, stunning. It's like a better version of Progenitus, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just some so of this art is just stunning. So if you have not had a chance to see them or don't know what we're talking about, like go to Scryfall or any of the places tracking previews, the like official website, what have you, and just take a look. Like some of this, all of them are just absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. um, which leads me to, okay, so we talked about that. How do we feel about the actual cards? How do we feel about the actual mechanics? Um, I think my first take is, I really love the returning mechanics and I love what they did uh, specifically with cycling and like having on more on effects with cycling. I think that's kind of what cycling lacks most of the time, whenever they bring it back um, mm -hmm. much akin to uh, like decree of justice um, yeah. where, you know, you cycle it, you still get an effect. I think they kind of went above and beyond and pushed that a little bit further, which I can really appreciate. Um, and not just mm -hmm. like bringing back, hey, this just has like, let's just throw like cycling three on this. Yeah, you know? I like that. I also like that this is a dedicated wedge set. And it's very clear that it's a dedicated wedge set. Like, I know uh, Mark Rosewater was saying that people were really excited about cons because it was a dedicated wedge set. And they were disappointed when it turns out that it wasn't actually a dedicated web wedge set. It was like an allied block, you know, allied color block, because it went from being the wedge colors, which if you don't know, the wedge colors are uh, three enemy colors. So for example, red, white, and blue, uh, green, blue, and black, and so on. 
wait, yes, uh, Sultai is a wedge color. Um, but, and in Cons of Tarkir, in Fate Reforged and Dragons of Tarkir, it went from wedge to blue-white, red-green, red-black, and so on. And people were very disappointed. But this set is just very much embracing the wedge color identities, and it's really awesome. Yeah, to go further, I'm really excited about that too. And I think they've done a really good job because um, Rosewater went on to say that while it is you know they they the cards are wedge colors they are kind of dedicated to that um it's not dictating the set like the monsters are dictating the set mm-hmm. which i i think there's like a good harmonious like middle ground there where we can appreciate it for you know inter- introducing all these awesome wedge colors and and having um you know that design but also the monsters are still kind of dictating that as well and yeah, we have some so hybrid like, stuff thrown in and I, mm-hmm. I think it's all kind of coming together really well. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I think that the new mechanics are kind of difficult to grok. For example, uh, I'm just like looking at a card uh, at random. Insatiable Hemophage has Mutate 3, Death Touch, and whenever this creature mutates, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. If I cast this spell for its mutate cost, what happens? Like, how many times, like, how much, what is X? Like, I can see that being very confusing. Um, And Companion is just, Companion is restricted to rares, I believe. I know it's legendary creatures, so that's going to be less of an issue, but mutate being the central theme of the deck is (laughs) a little scary. I will say this, the... I can appreciate the new uh, abilities. They're really ambitious. Yes. They really are. Wait, they're super ambitious. Um, I don't know if, like, I, I think some of them will end up seeing play. I think some of them are really strong. I don't know mm-hmm. about Companion. I think that's really more geared towards, like, Commander and, you know, more kind of casual a more casual tape because I just don't know, like, I don't know if that's practical in like a constructed setting. I mean, it may be. That's interesting because I have kind of the opposite take on. Really? Yes. And the reason why, and we'll get, we get to get to segue into my big capital P problem with this set, which is Lutri, the spell chaser. And it's such a cool, like cute little card. And people were like, wow, this is really good in Commander. And it's been preemptively banned in Commander. And uh, like, you know, all, all of the Wizards of the Coast people know about Commander. It's not like a secret. So the fact that this is still a card that they made and like That's knowing basically that it was going to be banned yeah. from Commander um, kind of indicates to me that this isn't necessarily uh, uh, like a commander-focused product. Um, they didn't make some commander-focused product, which we're going to get to, which is really awesome, but companions might not necessarily be it. And um, I think it's actually easier to have this kind of mechanic where it's basically working with hidden information in a competitive setting than it is in 
like casual because like if I like take out Lutri and put it next to my deck, my friends are gonna be like, hey, we gotta look through all of your deck now. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, that's absurd. Um, but yeah, so I think I think the mechanic is meant to be to see play, actually. Interesting. Uh, the problem, okay. The the question being like whether you know having access to a dual caster mage for your own spells and like Lutri or uh, <laughs> like a six six for six uh, that like Gyruda is like it's it remains to be seen really. Uh. <laughs> so you're going the other direction with companion. Like it can, can it can be more potentially harmful for constructed than anywhere else. I don't know about harmful. I think companion is actually like a fairly well balanced card, like mechanic. Sure, it gives you an extra card in your hand, like from the beginning of the game. But once that card is cast, it's not like a general where you can cast it multiple times. You can sure. you cast it once. So that's part of it and the deck building restrictions are fairly restrictive yeah they're very you know? real yeah so which is like i think why... that's an actual cost yeah i i thought that the the restrictions were were so much that it may deter most folks from even trying it or for it really to break out in a, in a really competitive way but i mean like i said you i mean we'll see it's there's definitely a lot of reward there um especially because like you said you do get that card advantage where you have an extra mm -hmm. card from the very beginning um and Chaz, consulting my favorite website what's in standard.com icoria layer of behemoths is coming out at a time when once icoria releases there will be seven sets in standard yeah it's and then kind of course wild. That 2021 is coming out so lutri is coming out at a time where you can build a deck that has you know 36 individually named cards it's kind of wild yeah um they also uh so just for anyone that <laughs> is is like missing a lot of these explanations you can have oh. you can play like four of these cards you just get one of them as your champion or companion rather like you can have a karuga as your companion and also play karuga in your deck yes lutri is a little bit a little bit yeah, different. you can't really I do that with Lutri. Like, up to yeah. two. But, <laughs> up um, to two, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's, and... you got to build around it. You definitely, like, I know that's, like, the thing, but you actually do have to consider the companion cost. Um, Mutate, on the other hand, was kind of, like, hard to grasp at first, but it kind of mm -hmm. makes sense. It's, like, this pseudo-bestow. Um, I yes. think that's like the best way to describe it um, because you can't get completely blown out by trying to mutate because if they kill the creature that you're trying to mutate on, you just get the card like at mm -hmm. face value, which is fine. Um, In some cases, I, it's actively good because you're casting the card for cheaper than what it actually costs. Right. Um and you you know the card still sticks around to be mutated on and so you get the like you get the 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 mutate up effect and mm -hmm. what's really interesting morgan about mutate is you can kind of pseudo get around the legendary rule which i thought yes. um was really kind of ingenious because a lot of the mutate cards 
uh, like a lot of the more powerful mutate cards, I should say, are legendary. Um, mm -hmm. And they also happen to be mythic, but you can get around <laughs> yeah. the, the legendary clause and feel fine playing multiples because all you do is just mutate like it onto the creature and it's not actually like there. Yeah. It just assumes the new stats. One of the things that makes mutate different from bestow though, for those of you was bestow in Theros? Oh, I can't even remember anymore. Bestow um, was like in yeah, the first Theros block. Original Theros. Okay, got it. Um <laughs> I was I couldn't remember if it was in the new latest Theros either. Guys, I haven't been playing a lot of Theros. I don't know if you could tell. Uh, I don't think I know. But... What it is. <laughs> 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 uh, but the thing about mutate is if you play a creature to mutate, the, the creature, the mutating creature resolves. You do get whatever trigger happens, uh, like whenever this creature mutates trigger. However, um, if that if the mutated if you, if the mutation were to change zones, both cards that that mutation consists of change zones. Uh, so if you have a murder and your opponent plays like mutates their snapdax with another snapdax, for example, they get two of the snapdax triggers, but you can murder them, murder the snapdax, and both snapdaxes are gone. So that is something to keep in mind where there, the two-for-one potential, I think, is more prevalent just because the effect is more powerful than a bestow was. Absolutely. Um, so we talked about mechanics. We talked about the, the showcase and the, the homage to, you know, the alternate art, you know, Godzilla cards. What are your... You know, you look at the set so far. We're about a hundred and twenty-ish cards um, into this so far. Um, they they've previewed a lot so far. Yeah. Um, one hundred and fourteen feel... cards on Scryfall, for the record. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead. What do you feel are the front runners of this set so far? Like, what are you most excited about? Um, the things I am most excited about. I like Snapdex a lot. Uh, I think that that guy is pretty cool. Um, Cheville, Bane of Monsters, is an interesting uh, card. I'm not sure about like competitiveness yet, but that's definitely a thing that I'm excited about. Um, I've seen people like there is a human theme, like um, throwing it back to original Innistrad, where the one of the themes was humans versus monsters. We have that again, because Mutate says non-humans, and there are a couple of cards that talk about humans specifically. Um, there is some hype for that in terms of like, ooh, which, which cards are going into modern humans next? And I, I'm going to throw out a guess that the answer is none of them. But it, it's still exciting to kind of think about it. Uh, there's a card called Labyrinth Raptor that is very aggressive, I think Red Black right now is still focused on the like cauldron cat synergies, but in the future it could be more of an aggressive bent deck. And oh, uh, Brokos, Apex of Forever, just its mutate cost can be just two blue green green. So it could just be Simic, it could just be the colors of Uro, and I think that is pretty ridiculous 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Wait, there's so many really unique and interesting cards. I think, uh, the, like, for me, the front runners are definitely um, Fiend Artisan. So that's um, a hybrid mythic. Yep. It's just like, it's a semi like Tarmogoyf with a green sun zenith attached to it it's not yeah. it's like not legendary it's <laughs> hybrid like i don't know what more there is to say it's yeah. pretty strong oh, um gosh. aggressively costed it gets better over time so kind of it, it kind of dodges like damage removal for mm -hmm. the most part like later on in the game and it's just actual like green sun zenith attached to it albeit fair you know mm -hmm. um sorcery and on a creature but it's uh it's pretty strong i think that's probably at the top of my list um mm -hmm. and then you know filing in kind of whichever numbers after that are uh luminous brood moth um snapdax as well i i just think that is the most practical mutate like card in terms of the the effect, very akin to uh, like a Siege Rhino, where I mean I know Siege Rhino could dome you, but um, this pretty much takes out any Planeswalker in Standard, including the Ikoria Planeswalkers, um, except <laughs> for uh, I think Luca comes in at five, so it does take care of Vivian even after a plus one. Um, <laughs> takes care of um, Teferi. I think the only really relevant one it doesn't take out is um, Nissa, uh, War Nissa, but I mean that card should be banned anyway. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll discredit that. It's gonna rotate soonish. Quarter <sighs> quarter four, twenty twenty. I just like, I also think yeah. It's go ahead. so depressing to see Ravnica like and anything revolving <laughs> Ravnica and War of the Spark. Like I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad like that that formats don't rotate as quickly, mm -hmm. but I just don't want to see Ravnica anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Like, you, I just, I want it gone. Are you tired of hydroid crisis? I think I'm just tired of like the entire, like <laughs> all of it. I just don't want yeah. to see it. Like there was, okay. Full disclosure. There was a full, uh, versus like from star city games. And I, and I opened the deck list and like, there's just Ravnica cards in there. And I'm just like, <laughs> get these cards out of here i don't want to see these anymore <laughs> i don't know yeah i think ravnica specifically war of the spark just feels like it's been around for so it's long yeah. and i think part of that is ravnica was basically a whole block versus once that rotates we have throne theros ikoria and then a corset and none of those are going to be seem as legion as Ravnica, because you know we have one of them. Okay, I just, I just think that thing. entire block and all of those sets have <laughs> vastly overstayed their welcome. <laughs> like, uh, moving on. Yeah, that's, um, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so again, these are like kind of just filing in somewhere after Fiend Artisan. Like, I like mm -hmm. these are really great, but I think Fiend Artisan is probably my front runner for the set. Um, Luca. Is really interesting. Um, yeah. I don't think, like, it's a mono red planeswalker, but it doesn't feel like a mono red planeswalker. Like, it, it's doing, like, kind of like polymorph things and 
mm-hmm. some other stuff. And I feel like it can be really powerful and, and built around in a really like unique way. Um, in fact, speaking of um, the Star City versus like <laughs> you can just like polymorph one of the creatures in your deck and just go get any large creature you want. Yeah. And um, in this instance, so like um, I just want to get the pilot. I forget. Uh, so Ross played a like a Jeskai Super Friends list and mm-hmm. Anytime Lucas minus two went off, it just instantly got um, raise runners. Like it just auto <laughs> got raise runners every time. And yeah, that just seems like incredible to me. That's a combo. Yeah. And I'm definitely curious as to what else this, like what else you can build around this. And like, I don't know if it has the chops for pioneer, but Emrakul and Ulamog and all that stuff is, Still a thing there. Yeah. So it can definitely do some really cool stuff in Standard and in Pioneer. I don't know about Modern, but I think it can get there in Pioneer. Um, I think that's about it. Like, Vivian Strong. Um, I really like Death's Oasis. I, I know that's a rare, but it's just like doing all these like really <laughs> cool things. And I feel like there's, there's something there. Um, mm-hmm. And the last thing rounding out my list, I have to choose it because it's a green card, uh, but it's also <laughs> really strong, um, is Gem Razor. So, like, baseline, baseline. It's a four mana 4-4 four, four with Reach and Trample. Uh-huh. And its mutate is just absolutely nuts. Like, so when it mutates, destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls. Mm-hmm. So it's like Reclamation Sage effect tacked onto a 4-4 with Trample, randomly has reach. <laughs> what more do you want? Uh, um, I want Trample, too. It's got Trample. You got Trample. Oh, it's got, it's got reach. It's got Trample. It has everything. Reclamation Sage. Um, it's it, it can do it all. Nice. That's that's wonderful. Aura Shards, who? Don't, don't know her. Don't need her. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm good <laughs> with Gem Razor. Yeah, just give me Gem uh, Razor. Um, Papu and chat. Yeah. The mythos cycle is ridiculous. Like all of them are ridiculous. Um, talking about wedge. Um, so the mythos cycle is a rare cycle. If you pay the casting cost with the other wedge colors. So you have, um, mythos of, uh, Nethroi, Nethroi, Nethroi. Nethroi. Yeah. Yeah. Nethroi. So if you play, if you Pay abs and colors, you destroy target non-land permanent. Yeah. That's just, you know, add instant speed. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, I also am very excited to see what comes of the Commander 2020 decks. Um, which... Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to that topic and we can, we can end on that topic. We did, yeah. um, we did receive... All five of the Commander 2020 generals, um, mm-hmm. and Morgan, this is uh, definitely um, your expertise here. Mm-hmm. Not only so, we got our first preemptive, like ban- I think our first ever preemptive banning in Commander year. Yeah, <laughs> kind of weird, but yeah. um, we also are receiving five Commander Planeswalker decks. We're going to see. The decks on Monday, we're recording on Friday, 
we're seeing mm-hmm. the decklace on Monday. Um, yeah, and, and they're not Planeswalker decks. They are taking the place of Planeswalker yes. decks. So they are Commander decks. Yes, and we're going to see pretty much all of the previews over the weekend. And then we'll see mm-hmm. the actual decklist, like, on uh, Monday. I guess we'll just see, like, all the reprints and stuff. Uh, yeah. But we received all the five commanders. Um, mm-hmm. Otrimi, the Ever Playful, Kalamax, the Storm Sire, uh, Jarena Kudro, Gavi Nest Warden, um, and Cathral Aspect Warper. So, wedge colors, uh, what do you think? I think that these are adding like an exciting new dimension to the wedges. I know that, for example, Jeskai just got a new commander deck recently. The flashback deck was Jeskai colors. Uh, that's blue, red, and white, but that's fairly specific and like graveyard strategies are uh for good reason kind of ostracized not ostracized but hated on in commander so having something that is a blue white red commander that's uh gavi nest warden uh you may pay zero then the cycling cost of the first card you cycle each turn and whenever you draw your second card each turn create a two two red and white dinosaur cat creature token so you're looking at things that something that rewards you for drawing a lot of cards. And let me tell you, I'm on board. And then you have a card like Jarena Kudro, which is an aggressively costed Mardu commander, which is the first time that an aggressively, an aggressive Mardu commander is also aggressively costed, I think. And that's very exciting. Alesho cost three and it was combat focused, but this one is definitely more about dealing a bunch of damage than Alesha was. Alesha, you needed kind of some other engines going on to get that to work. And then my favorite, probably just because of the art, if anything else, is Catheril Aspect Warper. And um, that card is interesting because a lot of the time in the uh, green, black, white realm, we see cards, decks that want to make a lot of tokens. And um, this one, it looks more like kind of a battle cruiser, cruiser strategy where you dredge a bunch of creatures with different abilities into your deck, into your graveyard, and then you play Cathril, and suddenly they're a uh, 10-10 flying, hexproof, death touch, indestructible, lifelink creature. And that's really cool. I think, so this, um, you make a lot of great points, and I'm going to follow up and ask you. So, Jarena Kudro, um, I think you're right. Like, all the Mardu commanders, especially the aggressive ones, are like six plus mana. <laughs> I mean, this might be the fairest, most aggressive Mardu commander since Edgar. Yeah, yeah. And like, Edgar Markov, for good reason, is definitely a kind of arch enemy general. So yeah, yeah, I think this is way more fair and won't get you like <laughs> diplomatically removed from the game <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um Gavi just seems absolutely bonkers. I feel like that is probably on the storm scale of all five of these, like at the top. Um, and can definitely see why. And I feel like Catherell is like quietly very powerful on its own. Um those colors don't really get like battle cruiser type cards like this. And it's no like, it might be the first of its kind. 
you know, we really talk cool. about like new species yeah. in a monster <laughs> realm, like it's an actual <laughs> new species. Uh, <laughs> like never, I, I don't think there's like anything to compare this to. Like maybe, I don't know. Yeah, like this is the most. I think it's a fun new strategy. It's like if Soul Flare were a legendary creature. Which yeah, is awesome. exactly. And this can become like a real problem, like really quickly. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to see. So flying, first strike, double strike, death touch, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, oh, menace, reach, trample, and vigilance. So haste is not. Capital exiling questing beast is a six six, uh, vigilance. Death touch, haste creature all on its own. Yeah, I just wanted to read those out. So <laughs> the one thing it doesn't get is haste, probably for a good reason. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like we can get around that. Yeah, um, oh yeah, in commander for sure. But this thing, Cathro is like quietly like very strong. Yeah. Like can very quickly become a problem. And it's hard to remove. Yeah. Huh. And then uh Kalinax, we haven't really talked about it's more of an instant and sorcery based card. It's kind of weird because it's a creature that wants to attack. Uh, and it, it in a deck with instants and sorceries, it's a little bit incongruous. Um, but that one's fun. And then we have uh, Otrimi, the Ever Playful, which is the mandatory mutate legendary creature. <laughs> um, and this is just a, such a cute card. So if you had to prioritize these, what do you feel is like strongest to weak? Uh, Gavi is strongest. Then I'd say Cathrol, then Jarena, then Otrimi, then Calmax, with the caveat that Calmax might end up being powerful just because of the reprints in the deck. Sure. So outside of just the, the commander itself, it might have like the better prints. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, really quickly, so we want to touch on value here. What what are you thinking? Like, are we going to see another Euro in this set? Um, I feel like this set, because, I mean, it is pretty loaded. Um, I feel like things are kind of coalescing around Fiend Artisan, but I think there's definitely room for other really good mythics. Like, Luminous Broodmoth is really solid. Isn't that uh, a rare? No, Luminous Broodmoth is a myth. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It just looks it looks like a rare because it's a uh, four mana three four. Yeah, but it's the got ability the, is uh, definitely not a rare ability. It's got the uh what was the what was that card from Khans? Like the the bird? It's got the oh, yeah, wingmate rock. rock. Yeah, it's got that wingmate rock vibe. <laughs> where <laughs> it kind of could be a rare, but it was a mythic and it was kind of yeah. okay, but um, I think it came out at a time where Broodmate Dragon was a thing and it just got totally outclassed. No, uh, it didn't come out at the same time as Broodmate Oh, Dragon. did it? Uh, I thought like Broodmate was around. That's why like it was just no. awful. No, it oh, double maybe it blocked just, a lot of Siege Rhinos, though. It definitely did blo double block a lot of Siege Rhinos. Siege Rhino stomped on a lot of rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of becoming like... Fiend Artisan might be the chase mythics right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's going to be some really, like, some overperforming mythics, too. Like, I think Luca is borderline, like, going to be the Planeswalker that everyone's going to want to play. 
Um, <laughs> and I feel like Luminous Broodmoth is just going to be that, and Snapdax are just going to be those like evergreen value creatures. Yeah. And fortunately for Standard, Oko's already been banned, so we don't have to have the conversation about what happens when yeah. a mutated card gets elked. But think about this. Oko was not preemptively banned. No. Oko no. was beaten out of being preemptively banned by an elemental <laughs> otter. How do you like that? Isn't that interesting? I'm sure the otter is very proud of itself or very, very hurt that it's being compared to Oko, one of the two. I'm just going to free Lutri. But it's only a commander, so I guess that's okay. We can still play yeah. Lutri and Standard and every yeah, other Yeah, let's one. do it. <laughs> not Brawl, though. Not Brawl. Not Brawl. Not Brawl. I, it, well, like, uh, is it already banned in Brawl? I feel like it's yes, going to Yes, it go. is. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It's gone. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Morgan, Ikoria's awesome. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk about Ikoria um, as I think we have this week of previews and next week of previews. Um, we'll, we'll be back next week. We'll have all of the commander stuff to talk about. Um, so I think that's going to be really fun and definitely prudent. Um, and we're going to try to get together like a MFA brawl, like showdown kind of thing. So that's (laughs) going to be really fun too. I really like the idea. Yeah. And a plug for our Patreon. If you join the month of April, as noted before, it is free. And if you join soon you will have the opportunity to get in on whatever flash casts end up coming out of the icoria previews that chaz decides to do no pressure chaz but no pressure they've been known to happen yeah they (laughs) they do happen uh sometimes very uh after hours Um, (laughs) yeah past my bedtime that's for dang yeah past my bedtime (laughs) too but we still do it because we love you all and uh it's great content uh, it's all good content. So yeah. uh, we're definitely going to try more. Um, I'd love to try to get some like video content in there as well. So if we can get that set up, Morgan, Ooh. we're just going to try to get as much content out there um, because it, it really does help. Like it, it it's yeah. really, it helps. Um, folks have reached out to me. Um, they thought the idea of like giving back and like getting in for free was really awesome. Um, mm-hmm. They love the content so far. It really helps like, get through the day um and we want to be able to uh push as much as that forward as we can also uh really quickly before we go we're gonna have a ton to give away this month too uh um, yeah yeah so we're gonna have like a ton of stuff to do. So, all right i'm very excited yeah i'm excited too so uh folks that's gonna wrap it up for this week uh we will be back uh very soon and we're gonna talk about um all of the previews from now and until then yeah, so, have a great all. day. Yeah, have a great day. Um at Morgan Tries on Twitter. Um yep. at ChazVMTG. Um DMs are open if you want to talk about anything. We're here. Always. Um always. Yep. So take care. Hashtag free Lutri. Yeah, hashtag free Lutri. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh we will see you next time. Later, folks. Bye.